Amen. If the stagehands, they can come and remove some of this stuff. You're more than welcome to, to start moving this stuff around here. I, uh, I just want to say something. This morning, I know we've got the children that are in here. You're going to be part of watching the, the Everything Skit. Uh, we haven't done this in years, and, but it's a, a great time of reflection. I was in my office last evening, and the Lord started speaking to me in regard to... Uh, how he gave me this message probably right before the 42 days of sacrifice. And I thought, how am I going to incorporate, you know, 42 days of sacrifice, our anniversary service? Because I can get up here and just really praise God and all the great things that he has done in regard to the last eight years in our ministry. And so it's been, it's been a great turning point in our life. But, you know, I love what you said, Diana, in that song. It said, watch and see. And it brought to, to mind this, voice, this verse in Mark chapter 14, verse 38. It says, Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And as I was preparing to, to give the message today, as I was saying, God gave me this message in regard to our wilderness experiences. And I think all of us have experienced a wilderness time in our life. Would you say you agree with that? Amen. Where we have felt we're lonely or abandoned and nobody's there. But I hope that you realize in your wilderness experience that it's a time of renewal where the Holy Spirit comes and meets you and and you get to know Him in a deeper way. I know for myself, we have a prayer room in our house and, and some people say we have a prayer closet or we have a place where I take a walk. And wherever that place is at where you get alone with God is truly your place between you and God. And it could be on a sidewalk, it can be on a porch, it can be on a deck, it can be in a car. Most people spend that quiet time on their way to work. But if you would, please, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Luke. Luke chapter 4. And I'm going to highlight something this morning. Now, for those children that are in the room, this skit, it, it depicts the different temptations, the different sins. You're going to be going through all the trials and there's demonic influence that's in this skit. So I don't want to frighten your children or scare them or alarm them, but we do want you to know that uh, it might frighten them just a little bit. But I believe that we, as Ephesians 6 says, we deal with spiritual warfare on a daily basis. Satan doesn't sleep, nor does he slumber. It says in 1 Peter 5, 7, verse 8, it says, He's like a roaring lion seeking about whom he may die. Devour, who he may destroy. And so right when you become weak in your life and you're ready to give up, all of a sudden, guess what happens? Satan comes in and knocks on your door and wants to take residence in your life. I'm here today to teach you a, a practical principle that God is fighting for you. And that's what this skit is about, that God is everything. It says He'll never leave you, He'll never forsake you. He's always there fighting on your behalf, especially if you're a child of God. If you've never taken that step of faith to know Jesus Christ in a personal way, today's your beginning point in your life. But Jesus wants to give you a new sense of renewal. But let's go ahead and read. So here's Jesus. Now, you know, I think I'm going to go. Let's look at Luke chapter 3, verse 21. It says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying 
The heaven was open and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which says, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. Don't you love that? Do you guys see the Trinity there? The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And, and we see evidence of it right there as he speaks to him. We see the Holy Ghost coming down. We see the Son, which is Jesus Christ, being baptized in the Spirit descending upon him. So here he is. He gets baptized, he gets excited, and he starts to walk in the ways of the Lord. But isn't it amazing? I've had more people tell me that every time someone gets baptized, they say to me, they scratch their head and go, what happened to that person? Where'd they go? Because, you know, if you've ever watched water baptism, as people come in and they are baptized, you're baptized in the likeness of his death, raised in the likeness of his resurrection, to walk in the newness of life. So here Jesus Christ is, and He is now the Spirit of the Dove. The Holy Ghost has come upon Him. He's excited. There's a renewal. And He's getting ready to, to go to a quiet place as He worships the Lord, and He spends a quiet time with Him. You heard me say earlier in the service that even with Moses and Elijah, they took that 40 days, that time together with God. And so let's start together. And it says here, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, when it says here, being 40 days, do you guys understand? We could just say the word 40 days, but think about going one month fasting and just drink. Think about one month and all you'll have is water. That's a long time. Before long, you're going to become weak physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and here is Satan. He comes in like that. Do you guys know we got a Siamese cat? And sometimes that Siamese cat, yes, it is true. I have a cat in my house now. An animal has entered the tack at home. We just vacuum sometimes four times a day. But anyhow, uh, if some of you don't know this, I always, I'm not having an animal. But Violet and I had a talk. And here's what I told her. I said, it's like this, Violet. You're welcome in my house. If I ever smell pee on the carpet, we did. We had a talk just like this. I said, if I smell pee on my carpet, you no longer take residence in the tack at home. Do you understand me? And she went just like this. Meow. So I'm glad we were on the same page. But in, in reality here, I always think, here's Satan, he's weak. So I love her, and I don't know what will happen. But she's been good so far. So it's been one month. We're going past 30 days here. But I always think of a lion or a tiger. Do you ever watch them when they get ready to prowl? They're just always watching, and they're subtle. And I've watched our Siamese cat, even at night. She's always on the prowl, watching and, and noticing things. And uh, this has nothing to do with my message, but I was kind of noticing. It's an advertisement. She, she woke up the other day, and she's staring at this cabinet, just staring at it. And I thought, oh, no, not that cabinet. Last year, we got four mice out of that cabinet, and she's staring, and she's staring. And I left. My wife gets up, and she says, that cat, there's something in there. So my wife opens up the pot pan, and guess what? There's a mouse. So she saw it, and she trapped. She's sitting there thinking, move, and you will become my breakfast. And, uh, or toy, I don't know. But here's, here's reality of it. I think, and I believe, that Satan is the same way. He waits for us to take control and residence in our life. And if we let him, when we're weak, then he does take residence. But I've got to tell you this. In our weakness, the Bible says he makes us strong. 
So we need to rely upon him. So here Jesus is. He's out in the wilderness, and he's now on his 40-day uh, time of prayer, time of fasting. And it says here he was tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it may be made bread. So we notice right there, that's his first temptation. He says to Jesus, Listen, come on now, let's negotiate here. Okay, if you're really the Son of God, you know, make this stone bread, you know you're hungry, and prove it to me. Isn't it amazing how the world does the same things to us? Come on, prove that you're really a Christian. If your God's really alive and real, I want to see miracles in your life. And we just all of a sudden take and put him on a shelf. And when we need him, we go to that shelf, we open up that box, and and then we kneel down and pray. So we notice there's temptation here. So then Jesus says unto him, and I love his response. And Jesus answered him saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And actually what he was saying, he was quoting the Old Testament, which is Deuteronomy chapter 6. And he was actually saying, Listen, I don't need to hear what you're saying. Every word that I need to hear and to listen to comes from my Father, which is God Almighty. And then the devil said to him, taking him into a higher place, into the mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. In a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I, I will give, I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And so we notice right there, he says, listen, that's the second temptation. If you'll just bow down to me, look what I'm going to give you. So he takes him up on this mountain and he says, man, isn't it beautiful out there? I mean, look at all the things. I can give you all power, all authority. I can give you everything. Isn't that amazing when temptation comes in our life? It's the same way. Satan just starts tapping us on the shoulder and says, look. The lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the pride of our eyes. You can have all this. Just go ahead. I mean, so you've had a habit for the last, you know, 20 years. I mean, this one drink isn't going to hurt you. I mean, pornography isn't going to hurt you. It's it's okay. Go ahead. And it's so enticing to us. We have a choice right at that moment to rebuke Satan or to give in to the temptation. So then Jesus, as the ultimate example, says this in verse 8. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, really, here's how I think how he said it. I mean, most of you haven't been mad in this church before, have you? And I mean, you probably don't raise your voice at all. But I believe he said this. Get behind me, Satan! For thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and only Him shalt thou serve. He took authority, he took power, and he realized that right then, I've had it with you. But wait a minute, let's go all the way back to the beginning of the story. Didn't it say that he was baptized and, he, and the spirit of the dove came upon him? So here he is walking with the Lord. People will say to me all the time, you know, it's really weird. The more active I got in church, the more attacks all of a sudden started coming in my life. Do I hear an amen? 
Isn't it true? You get active, and the next thing you know, we're waving somebody goodbye. Listen, it pleases the Lord when everybody works together. But it also displeases Him and discourages Him, and I'm sure it breaks His heart when we don't take authority over the things that weigh us down. And we need to get victory over it. So in verse 9 it says, And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said in him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from here. That was the third temptation. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation... He departed from him for a season. And I love what this says. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a flame of him through all the region about. Listen, New Hope Christian Fellowship. When you start to lose sight of who God is, when you start to lose that relationship of who Jesus Christ is, I want you to stand up, I want you to lift your shoulders up, and I want you to rear back, and I want you to look Satan and say, get behind me, you piece of dirt. Because I'm moving forward. It's time we as a church, as a nation, start taking authority in our Christian walk. So all of us are here today to say, we have a message. You have a message. I have a message. And that message is Jesus Christ who came to seek and to save the lost. What are you dealing with? Where's that temptation in your life? What are you going through? In this you're going to notice that this young person dealt with a lot of hurts, a lot of habits, a lot of hang-ups. And maybe you've been in that same place. Maybe in your wilderness experience, you've never stood up, reared those shoulders back and said, God, I'm taking authority through you, in you, for you today. God hasn't forgotten who you are because He knows you. He knows every hair on your head. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Watch closely. We're going to have a word of prayer. And I pray that this ministers to your heart. And know this, that God is always fighting on your behalf. He is the Creator. We walk with Him. We talk with Him. He knows us. But be careful. Where your head turns, your heart also turns as well. Father, we come to You, Lord, and we just pray that You'll bless this and anoint this. And Father, I pray that that the message will go through the auditorium. There will be a sense of hope and a sense of peace. And Lord, we thank You that You are the greatest example to all of us. Thank You, Father, for mirroring the image and, and being the one that we can come to and rely on when temptation grabs a hold of us. For Father, You give all power and you give all authority, and we accept it today. In your name we pray. Amen. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you.
Aren't you thankful God is there on your behalf? Aren't you thankful you can go back to Him when you feel like all is lost and all is gone? He hasn't left you. I think what we've been able to see today and what we can experience is three exciting points. One, we saw the preparation. Man, it was amazing. Here she was, fellowshipping and walking with God the Father. They had a great, sweet, sweet spirit. Then the second part, just as Jesus was in the wilderness, He was prepared, He was ready. And then the second part, and, and I read it to you, was the temptation. Temptation comes. And we either fight it we, or we give in to it. Or we let God take control of it. And then I love the third point that all of us could see today. And that was the triumph. What a great victory to know that when we forget the things of our past, we then can press forward. We can then move forward. John the Baptist, right before he was baptizing, he even said in chapter 3, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And it said, and if you'll notice even in, even in the, the drama today, that as soon as she threw down the sin of her life, the iniquities of her life, then God the Father was still there to pick her up, to forgive her and allow her to move on. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? That is victory. And I love what it says in Matthew chapter 4. And it concludes, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Hallelujah. That whole chapter concludes with Jesus starting to preach the gospel. And He said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Listen, church. It's time we get our lives right. It's time we get our souls right. It's time we get our heart right with God. Because it's not long. And this is an old-fashioned preacher in an old-fashioned church saying this to you, but today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when we come back to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Today is the day when you surrender your all, when you throw in your white flag of surrender and say, God, take full control of my life. Today is the day when you come to this altar to say, God, I lay it down before you. I give it all to you. In your bulletin, it, there's a song that says, I surrender all, but today we're going to do the potter's hand. He's going to mold us. He's going to make us. He's going to fashion us. Will you allow Him to be the potter and you be the piece of clay? Will you allow Him to do a work in it through you? Listen, your message should be to others. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. I would like to thank again Pastor Chris, Hillary, and our Creative Arts Ministry for really showing us what it's like to go through the temptations of life. To, but to realize, ready, that there's victory. And then all these things we've been made more than conquerors. We are overcomers because of Jesus Christ. You're here for a reason. Let's not stop our ministry in the pew. Let's go to the streets. Let's make a difference. New Hope Christian Fellowship. Many know it by New Hope Akron. This is eight. Year number eight, or the eighth year. 
We're not dead. He's alive and He still owns and controls this church. And we need to be more kingdom-minded instead of self-minded. Jesus had a choice. When He went to the pinnacle, it, it was this. Do you think there were people standing around? They probably looked up and Jesus could have said, Yep, I'm the Son of God. And I'm going to do a miracle right now. But He didn't do that. He rebuked Satan in His own personal moment in that turning point in His own life. Will you rebuke Him? And today is your day of victory. Today is your day of surrender. Will you do it? Let's all stand as we pray. Father God, we come to you today, Lord, grateful that, Father, we can come to a place where, Lord, we can cry out to you. We can give our all to you. Lord, I just pray that we can learn just a simple principle of surrender. As you went into the wilderness, Lord, it wasn't a day and a half. Lord, we realize that you came and you were there. And, Father, you were tempted. And the Word says you were tempted just as we are. But Father, thank you for being the ultimate example of showing us really how to be an overcomer and how to become victorious in our Christian life. But Father God, you are the greatest example. Maybe today, Lord, there's many that are struggling, maybe with a habit, a hurt, a hang-up, with some bitterness, some hurt, or some pain. Lord, thank you that you'll always forgive us. And there's enough grace to pour out upon us. Father, we thank you for for the events of today. Thank you, Father, for keeping the doors open after eight years. Father, thank you for using us as instruments for your glory. Lord, may we not stop. May this just continue to be the chapters in our book. Use us, mold us, make us, reshape us. For, Father, we give you control and we surrender all to you today. In your name we pray. Amen.